You are listening to the Sermon Podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. We are a congregation of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, located in Denver, Colorado. And you can find out more about us at houseforall.org. Grace, peace, and mercy are yours from the triune God. Amen. Believe it or not, but as some of you have seen, I would have stood before you in the body that I'd come to inhabit two years ago, and I would have stood in front of you weighing nearly 500 pounds. And by the grace of God, with my faith, with doctors who actually listened, dietitians who actually cared, and with the proper tools over the course of two years, I have lost 300 pounds. When people... It could have been more. That's what I say, because I can't accept the compliment, right? (laughs) But when people ask how I feel, and many of you have asked me this question, I get this big smile on my face, and I exclaim, I am free. My weight gain began around age 8 and continued until age 26. And you could say that I became a pro at caring suffering for 18 years. A little over nine months ago, through the help of trauma therapists and spiritual directors, I learned of the true origin of my body coming to weigh almost 500 pounds. It was not my lack of willpower. It was not my lack of faith. It was not just the cross I had to bear. No. Through childhood trauma and abuse, my brain was wired to do everything I can to internalize my pain and suffering because acting out was not allowed. I came to internalize everything and therefore grew in size. And I was convinced that it was just my life's purpose to suffer, even if it killed me. Fast forward two years, and here I am, free. And yet, the distorted neural pathways of my brain are like heavily used roads where the asphalt has buckled around where the tires go. No matter how hard I try, it is hard not to think and act in the ways that I have been thinking and acting in for 26 years. To put it bluntly, I see pain and suffering, and I am hardwired to say with a smile like a bellhop at a fancy resort opening the door for you and taking your bags, here, I'll take it for you. And next thing I know, I am being crushed under the weight of the luggage but still insisting people keep on putting it on top because it's my life purpose to suffer. When I take a step back and hear myself, and maybe you have this rude awakening, when you have a chance to step back and actually look at yourself and hear yourself, it seems absolutely ludicrous, absurd. Why would we ever do that to ourselves? That's not ours to carry. So... Imagine waking up one morning and sitting down with coffee in my hand, chihuahuas in my lap, and I open up the Bible app on my iPad to see what I have to preach on this week, and I begin to read this. If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. And all of a sudden, the past two years of recovery, the last 18 years of suffering and carrying my cross came over me. And I turned off my iPad. I looked down at my chihuahuas. I saw the sun rising, and I smiled. And I said out loud, no. And God agreed. 
These words in the gospel have been used far and wide to convince us that we need to suffer more and more and more, and that we should just shut up and not complain. But if God has taught me anything through the death and resurrection of my own very body, this is not what God intends. And I want to say this boldly again with even more intention. Suffering is not what God intends. In my recovery, in my new creation life, I will not settle, and I will call out just how deadly and dangerous that theology is. And it is still so hard for my brain to knock, not think that way. But leave it to Jesus to offer me ways to deconstruct the deadly theology and extend me opportunities to reconstruct my faith, particularly around my supposed need for suffering. Through my recovery and resurrection, I have come to believe that we are called to be a community of the cross. We all carry crosses. Chronic pain, cancer, mental health challenges, being overworked and underpaid, despised and mistreated because of our marginalized identities. And these are not just ours to bear and shut up. Rather, when we actually go back to Jesus carrying the cross of our own devising, he never does so alone. Jesus did not shoulder the cross alone. If you remember, as he stumbles, the Roman guards have Simon of Cyrene carry the cross. The woman, Mary, Mary Magdalene, and all the others who stood by Jesus' side even at the last breath, even as he lay there. And then there was the disciple, Joseph of Arimathea, who makes sure that he is there to take care of Jesus' body as it gets prepared for burial eventually. All of these and more found themselves interconnected and interdependent of each other, each taking their own turn to grieve and mourn and also help one whose suffering is too great. The cross of being a human being in the year 2023 is so heavy and laden with great suffering. Add in any marginalized identity and add some more weight on. And when we think about it, if it could not get any heavier, why not add on this tumultuous economy? Over the past two years, I have found myself in one particular community of the cross that has freed me from my propensity to suffer. If you remember last January, I became a certificate program to become a spiritual director out of the Lutheran Seminary in Columbia, South Carolina. And very shortly, that community became the community of the cross that I needed. I have come to call these people my soul sisters and one brother. It is the most vulnerable space and people I have ever been with. And it has been there with those people, that community of the cross, that I have finally felt the abundant life and freedom that God so desires for us and makes real for us in Jesus, who is the Christ. We gather to learn from others and from each other. We dare to give all of ourselves into the care of this community, whom it then passes through into the heart of the triune God, the only one that can truly bear it. We bring our fears, 
our joys, our greatest pride, our deepest failures, and everything in between. We die to ourselves and the things we need to die to so that we might actually live in the abundant life God intends for us. We are doulas, bearing each other's crosses, helping each other die to the things that keep us in the never-ending loop of self-flagellation, self-sabotage, unnecessary suffering that will never satisfy us. The things that keep us from believing and surrendering to the power, love, grace, and freedom of God flowing out from the cross. And all of this hit like a ton of bricks as I sat in a pew at my best friend's ordination a couple weeks ago. It comes from a French hymn that was written for a community called the L'Arche Community, which is a community that brings people with disabilities and people not with disabilities together to accompany each other and imagine what life could look like together. And the hymn verse went like this. I fear in the dark and the doubt of my journey, but courage will come with the sound of your steps by my side. And with all of the family you saved by your love, We'll sing to the dawn at the end of our journey. Dear church, suffering is not what God intends. Yet our lives as human beings on this earth brings enough suffering already. The good news is Jesus is not calling you, me, and us to more suffering. I think Jesus is calling us to follow in the way of the cross, a way that will devastate us and free us to live as the community of the cross. Moses was never alone in his task of leading people out of bondage in Egypt into the freedom of the promised land. He had his brother Aaron to stand next to him to assure him that his words, God's demands, needed to be proclaimed boldly even as Moses as a human shook in place. He had Miriam to shoulder the weight with him, which she transformed into dancing and praising God. Moses does not carry his people's burden alone or in vain. A community of the cross where we refuse to give in to this world's logic to prioritize our own suffering, our own future, Refusing this world's insistence that if you get yourself into the mess, then you can get yourself out of it. And at times, we have come to sound like the Roman guard at the foot of the cross, looking towards our own sufferings and saying, come down from the cross and save yourself. But the community of the cross refutes this. The community of the cross defeats embodied resentment towards others. If we suffered, they surely must also suffer. For it was Jesus who said, I'll do the suffering and take on death. There is no conditional clause like, oh, and by the way, now you owe me because I suffer, you must also suffer. No. Jesus says, I came that you may have life. Life abundant, a freedom of great burden, a life and freedom of great liberation. 
And while we sometimes moan and grumble as we walk in the way of the cross, and like I like to do, stubbornly endure suffering for the sake of suffering. And when we hear the footsteps of Jesus behind us and come to our side, we again will fall on our knees, die to what we need to die to, shame, resentment, anger, so that we can carry the cross together again, so that we might accompany each other in whatever new life God desires for us. Among this community of the cross and others, may you give yourself over to death for the sake of God's abundant life. May you let go of suffering so that you might live in freedom, our very birthright. May you experience the freedom, freedom and burden of coming alongside others when the cross weighs too heavy. And we'll sing to the dawn at the end of our journey. Amen. You've been listening to the sermon podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. If you would like to support the ongoing ministry of our church, please visit our website at houseforall.org/giving.